Good morning, News on FloorDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Harm. This morning, my guest is Doug Chatterton, the CEO of Great Floors. Doug, how you doing? I'm fine, Kemp. Thanks for having me on today. I've been wanting to talk to you. It was announced on June the 2nd that Great Floors has become, I guess, the 18th acquisition of Artisan Design Group. Let's get to that in just a minute. Uh, most people know Great Floors. We did a best practices in Floor Focus magazine on you in November of last month, if anybody wants to review it. You're number 19 in our top 100 retailers list, so you're a big player at around $200 million in sales, and you split your business in three areas. You've got 20 retail stores, you've got a nice commercial contracting business, and you also are in the builder business, right? That's correct. And this business got started in 1971. Uh, how's business right now? Business is great. Thanks for asking. We're celebrating our 50th anniversary. And what a way to kick it off. We're up about 25% across the board. Our, actually, our, our residential replacement business is up over 60% year to date. People have really been spending and lumber prices and other component prices for new homes has certainly aided that. People are staying and investing in their current residence rather than waiting for a very high priced new home. But we participate in the new home business and we're up over 30% there and commercials lagging, but you'd expect that coming out of a COVID year. But you know, there's some surprises and commercial activity is ramping up. We expect 22 to be a very good commercial year. Okay, so let's go back in the best practices interview we did. About half of your 200 million was on the commercial side. And then the other two, uh, it was split between the retail replacement and the builder side. So I guess those numbers are kind of shifted there. Well, they do. It's a three-leg stool. The legs aren't always the same length. <laughs> right. I guess that's the beauty of it, but it never falls over. So when yeah. one of those areas lags, the other one's theoretically there to support that. And we certainly have evidence of that in the residential replacement and new home construction as well as very significant multifamily business. So we participate in all of that. It's it's going really, really well. We have had some supply constraints, and that's even hampered our robust growth even a little bit. Uh, we might have even better numbers if we didn't have supply constraints, particularly commodity things like cushion, you know, foam. Yeah. All right. Let me just set the stage for the, the round of questions around this decision to be part of ADG. First off, you and I are contemporaries. We're about the same age. And a lot of things go through your mind when you're at that age. But you also are a real thinker, Doug. If you look back at uh, what we wrote about you back in November, you were instrumental in the forming of the NFA. You were a big part of this whole Shaw acquisition when they got into retail. Your family's business was in that. You came out of that. So you've been through one of these consolidation moves before. Now you make this decision, so a lot of people pick up their ears, you know, because here's a guy that really has a good handle, his business is successful. Talk about this decision to go with ADG. You know, as they say, Kemp, what comes around goes around. So here we are again, round two. I would like to kind of juxtapose this ADG buying spree, if you will, consolidation movement with what happened with Shaw and then later DuPont on the commercial. And Shaw was was really self-serving. I don't know that it was the wisest strategy to have a manufacturer, say Ford Motor Company, want to control all their dealers, but that's what Shaw wanted and they wanted a vertical integration. Vastly different than the ADG strategy, which is acquiring and adding well-run businesses to a portfolio of businesses 
and then leaving them alone. There isn't an overall brand strategy to date. So that allows businesses like Great Floors to sell, take some money off the table, continue to grow. We're continuing to manage it and also look for growth opportunities, which will be funded by ADG, but also the strategy and the decision to grow, it comes from us. So I get to do all of the fun stuff without so much of the financial risk. How, how long do you stay in the business and then what are your future plans from there? Well, I'm 61. It's an open-ended agreement. Should my services no longer be needed, I have plenty of, of personal activities to do. But right now, I plan to stay through retirement, whatever age that is. I'm really having fun. We're in the, the honeymoon phase right now, but it's really been comfortable going through this process with all the people at ADG. It really is a hands-off process. My people have been very happy, and I'm fortunate, Camp. I think we've talked about this before, but I have a, a group of people, the next generation, if you will, that are groomed in their mid to late 40s. They're ready to take over. I'm having fun overseeing this and performing some strategic functions, but the day-to-day -day operations are already being done by them. In my case, I didn't have an heir or a child that uh, was willing to come in and take over the business. So for these guys, it's a great scenario. They get continuity. They get to stay and do what they love to do. I get to take some money off the table, and I get to continue to participate in an industry that I love. Let, let me break down a couple of things I'm, I'm definitely curious about. We talked about the three legs on your stool, and, you know, there's three suitors out there. There's Lynx. There's Diversify. And they're Sterling. The Sterling is the owners of the Artisan Design Group. So my, my question is, uh, do they want all of the components of Great Floors, ADG? Yes, they do. Well, we are a bit of an anomaly. You're very wise to point that out. Again, our strategy, Great Floors, that is, is that the commercial is a diversification, and it also allows us to participate in longer run cycles. You know, housing activity takes place, and then there's the commercial build-out, schools and banks, et cetera, that follow rooftops. So we participate in all of that. ADG's core competency is new home construction and multifamily. We're very strong in that, and that's really how we started out. My father was originally a, a wholesaler, a distributor, and started selling to new home builders direct and then opened up a retail store to legitimize that. So really our foundation is in new home construction. It's very easy for an operation like Great Floors to shift our focus to new home construction when that market's hot. And that could become 70% of our volume uh, should we choose that. So we're really flexible. So we, we actually complement and fit well into the ADG model. Where I would say uh, diversify a more commercial focus. We might have too much noise on the retail and new home construction side for a more focused mm -hmm. company like that. Well, one of my questions is, and I think you've already answered, is that you have a army of people that work for you. While this makes sense for you at your age, you just told us, though, the answer that the people on the next layer are happy with this decision and feel like this gives them some runway. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Our compensation plans stay in place. There's a great deal of continuity, the way ADG has structured the foundation of their company. So it really gives comfort to that next generation. They might look at me and say, hey, he's leaving, but that's not the case. I'm staying. I do want to coach and counsel these guys to make sure they get off to a good start with ADG. And when my time's done, I'll ride off into the sunset.
They're really yeah. talented. Here's a question that probably be tough for you to answer, but this Sterling Private Equity Organization, how do you know they're in this for the long terms and things won't change down the road? Well, I don't. ADG was founded with a different uh, private equity firm called Dunes Point out of New York. You know, each of these private equity firms have their focus. Dunes yeah. Point was up to about a half a billion. They they spun it off to a larger company, Sterling. Sterling, I'm sure, has their focus, but right now it's all hands on deck, and I know there are some acquisitions in the pipe. I'm very excited to be a part of it. We'll see how far Sterling wants to take this. What advice do you have for those people that are out there? You know, the kind of the running joke right now is that how did your meeting go with ADG? So what is your advice to the folks that are considering being acquired by ADG? You know, you may say it's a running joke, but my phone's rang a few times with inquiries. Yeah. Can you put me in touch? I think it's an industry that, that's aging. We do have a lot of people successful businesses like Great Floors where people are at their 60s. They've maybe acquired some real estate. They don't have an exit plan. This is a great opportunity for them. I do think that the ADG staff is very focused. It's not mm -hmm. for everybody. They're a bit selective, but also if you do get the call, I think you owe it to your family and yourself to listen to their offer. All right, Doug, it was great to catch up with you. And Thanks for uh, telling us about this uh, decision to become part of ADG. Give me a talk to Doug Chatterton, the CEO of Great Floors, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.